Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Welcome back to It's a Good Life. We're talking this week about our work life. On Tuesday, we covered why work is work. So today, let's cover why some people are happy in their work and how you can be too. Let's talk about why some people are happy at work. Well, here's the reasons. First, they find meaning within the work. They find meaning in it. I want to tell you a personal story. My son, Alex, is a different cat. He's been a deep thinker his whole life. I remember, and I think I've told this story on the podcast before, when he was about 14 or 15, he's on the high school football team. And he was a good athlete, but he was never the fastest guy on the team. He's a big guy. And so I'm watching the end of practices, and they're doing sprints. And they do 10 sprints in a row. And he is killing himself to win these sprints. And he wins all 10. And I'm looking at him. He gets in the car. I'm driving him home. He's whacked. And I said to him, man, I, you know, you can take care of yourself out there. But what was all that about? He goes, well, I want to be a good example to my kids. And I'm like, is there something you need to tell me? You got a couple of kids stashed away here at 15? What's going on? But he's this global, big picture thinker. Like we talk about the profile, the real strengths profile. He's a global person, big picture thinker. So this kid has actually been, I would say, almost afflicted with the need to have purpose in his life since he was a young boy. It's just been keen to him. And he's tried all kinds of different things. And here's his dad has a big job, and his mom was an Olympian, and his brother's a superstar guy, and his sister's on the Olympic team, and he's in this family of achievers. And so he's constantly comparing himself to all the different members of the family and whatever else. And right now, he's coaching. And he was asked by his alma mater in high school to coach. And he stepped in. And he started doing it. And then he was asked by the school to coach another class. So now he's doing basketball and volleyball. Then his old club came to him and said, would you, this is a matter of about 100 days where all these organizations heard that Alex was going to coach and they're pulling him out. And I've gone to see him and I watch him and I'm t- it's been such great joy for me because, oh my gosh, this is what this kid was born to do. So he tells me the other day, he goes, ah, you know, he's doing a line with a girl. He's getting serious about her. And he goes, ah, I need to think about making money. Maybe I'll get into real estate. Now, just so you know, I love real estate and I love real estate people. I literally fell off my chair when he said it. I was sitting on the edge of the couch because I can't imagine a worse job for this kid than him being in real estate. He's this laid back guy. He's not that much in the details. Like there's no part of it. He's just, he knows his dad did good and other people don't good. I said, well, let me ask you this. What's wrong with the coaching gig? Well, you know, I got, you know, find a way to... I said, well, let's talk about it. So we get engaged in a series of conversations. Well, I had a fantastic experience with him last week. So I went to a tournament. And by the way, his little sister's coaching with him, which is cool. And now mom's helping out. Now, if you have an Olympic volleyball player as a mom and you're coaching volleyball in high school, you know, unload the cannons. Buffini's, we're big at, you know, bring a shotgun to a knife fight. So he's got the all-star sister who's set the record in San Diego for assists as a setter. And she's got the Olympic volleyball playing mom. So he's doing this stuff. And he's just, he's into it and he's engaging. And he's, the parents, parents are never happy at kids' sports. The parents are all loving it. The kids are all loving it. They're all getting better. They're getting in the game. And at a time in the game, he brings this kid off the bench who has not played a single point all year. And be candid with you. Even the athletic director said, you know, you don't have to keep everybody, Alex. And he goes, well, I'm going to keep them all. I'm going to make them all better. And so Alex puts him in the game. And the first ball comes to him and he shanks it out of bounds. And the next ball comes, he shanks it. And I can say Alicia is very competitive. She's kind of given Alex the number. He's one more. So anyway, he gets the ball passed to him and he passes the ball up and the team gets a point. 
So now there's a rotation where he's going up to the net and he's supposed to come out. But of course, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. So he doesn't even see the signal. And Alex just waves it off and says, let him stay in. So sure enough, the ball gets passed to him. This kid doesn't know where he's supposed to be standing, doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. He hits the ball over the net and gets a point. And Alex raises his arms and lets out a roar. And all the kids give a roar. And next thing you know, they're losing this match. But in the middle of this time, they're all running around embracing this kid who's just beside himself. And I look to my right and his father is standing up with his two arms made in a fist stretched to the sky. And it was, I'm talking about, I have goosebumps sitting here. So that night, I'm talking about this with Alex, and, and he'd almost forgotten it happened. And I said, Alex, I said, Alex, that kid will never forget that the rest of his life. I said, his father will never forget that. He got to be a hero in something he's not really gifted at, not really talented in. One time in his life, he got to be the hero. I said, just so you know, Alex, I would give anything to be just doing something like that every day. And I said, so would most people. I said, you're looking for a different job. I said, you need to know the meaning is right there in front of you. Everything you ever wanted as a little boy, you are now doing. You're already doing it. And whatever it pays is what it pays. It doesn't matter. You're doing what you were put on earth to do. And it's having a masterful effect on people. And the conversation since the next week and whatever else, this young man's walking around with a spring in his step because he's, okay, so based on other people or whoever else is making more money or compared to me, dad, or compared to me, brother, compared all these different comparisons, but compared to the gifts that God's given him and what he's supposed to be doing, he now understands that all the meaning he ever needs in his life to impact people, he's doing as a coach. There's so many crappy coaches who all they're about is the winning or all they're about is the result or all they're about is making themselves look good. And guess what? They end up winning that game. But he won something far more that day than just a game. He found meaning in his work. Zig Ziglar says, you're the only person on earth who can use your ability. Deepak Chopra. Now, Deepak Chopra right here in La Costa. And Deepak says, find your unique talent and serve humanity with it. Tom Krause, a Finnish baritone. We are equal opportunity quoters here at It's a Good Life. Says, your purpose in life is to use your gifts and the talents to help other people. So find the meaning in it. That's when people are happy with what they do. Next, they serve others. I mean, if you want to find meaning, it's always going to have some form of service. The great work study that was done showed that people found a sense of great meaning in their work is when they focus on doing something others love. 88% of projects that earned awards began with an employee asking, what difference could I make that other people would love? They focused on the recipient of their work, customer, colleagues, leaders, community. And so for me, I think the gift I've been given is not as a speaker. The gift I've been given in life is to think from the person's perspective that I'm trying to serve. And that's how I create content. That's how I go about doing things. And that's why I hope you're enjoying this show. Because I'm trying to think from your perspective. I interact with people. That's why keep sending me the letters. Keep sending in the reviews. Keep telling us what you want to hear more of. It's really helpful because I just want to give you more of what you need to help you live the good life. Albert Einstein said, only a life lived in the service of others is worth living. Tony Morrison, who's an author, said, make a difference about something other than yourself. And my great mentor, the great Ogmandino, said, always render more and better service than is expected of you, no matter what your task may be. And I just say another thing on that is I'm a guy who employs lots and lots of people. And when I'm around town receiving service, sometimes people don't know. It could be I might be at the Nectar store getting a green smoothie. I might be wherever. 
And I'm looking for talent all the time. And when I see someone who's got great energy, a great attitude, and is good at what they're doing, I'm thinking, hey, I wonder if they're a fit for us. You don't even realize. People are working every day. People are looking at you. People watch what you do, not listen to what you say. And it could be inside your business. It could be inside your company where people are looking to give you a promotion. And so many people are dissatisfied with their work. They have the crappy attitude. Don't apply themselves. Once I get the better job, I'll do better. No, you got to grow where you're planted. You got to do the great job now. And then, then you'll be seen. Then you get the opportunity. Then you'll be promoted. So that's just a thought. The last thing these folks who are loving their work is they challenge themselves. There's a challenge. You know, we can spend a lot of time trying to avoid stress at all costs. There's a stress that tears you down. But remember, when you're in your coffin, there's no stress at all. Stress is what makes life living. You know, there's a stress of gravity. There's a stress of the pressure. So one day we're all going to be in the pine box or the urn or wherever it is, and you won't have any stress at all. So do something every day that scares you is what the great Eleanor Roosevelt said. So there should be a challenge involved. George Patton, we're quoting Eleanor Roosevelt and George Patton at the same time, boys and girls. We get pragmatics, aesthetics, we get them all covered here. And he said, accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. That's true. Jack Canfield wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, said, all the good stuff is outside your comfort zone, right? And that's where you grow, that's where you stretch. And so if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're doing it so that you want to do stuff, you want to try to be better, you want to improve your life, you want to improve how you think, how you feel, you want to do something, you want to improve your circumstances. I hope that's why you're listening. And if you do that, you can have a great way to make a living, just like these folks are doing. They find meaning in the work, they serve others, and they challenge themselves. Lastly, let's get into never work a day in your life. Well, find passion and purpose. Mel Robbins, who's been a frequent guest on our podcast and our show, says passion is something you feel, purpose is something you find. Dennis Kashiri says, love what you do and do what you love. Passion is the key that opens door and the door to joy and much abundance, okay? Meg Whitman, who was the CEO of eBay, said passion is the fuel behind a successful career. And so I, I want you to know, passion and purpose does fly, but you got to manage it. I was very, very fortunate to find out my passion and purpose in life at a very young age. And I've been at it a long, long time. Again, I'll be talking about this in future episodes, because when you find your gifts, it's one of the greatest things in the world. When you find how your gifts benefit others, one of the next best days in your life. But then you've got to use those gifts the way God intended to use them, or you get a little burnt out. So I've done both. Next. When you never want to work a day in your life, you make it about them, not you. Gandhi said the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Dr. Martin Luther King said everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And uh, Khalil Gibran said work is love made visible. So make it about them. Make it about them. You know, one of the greatest things you can do to get out of a rut or if you're feeling depressed and down is when you get your eyes off yourself and up onto someone else. You know, that old proverb says, it's impossible to shine a light to someone else's path without lighting up your own. And in blessing other people and serving other people, it changes your own state. And if it's somehow connected to your work, man, it can be the greatest thing. You can reap a lot of rewards that way. And then lastly, keep growing. An old proverb says, don't go through life, grow through life. And I believe that. Richard Branson said, every success is a tale of constant adaptation, revision, and change. Ralph Wando Emerson said, unless you try to do something beyond what you already have mastered, you will not grow. So again, Lou Holtz said, you're growing or you're dying. You're growing or you're dying. So is a job, so is a person, so is a marriage, so is a plant. We're growing or we're dying. We're getting better or we're worse. 
And so never working a day in your life is when you find that passion and purpose. You make it about other people and you keep growing. So we've done some other things on this topic. We did an interview with uh, Ken Coleman, which was episode 303, and it was from Paycheck to Purpose. So if you're one of those people who's thinking about the great resignation, that might be something to listen to. I also did a podcast on the blessing of work. And if you're in the I owe, I owe, so off to work, I go mode, I would encourage you to listen to that episode. I think it'll be really beneficial to you. We talked today about the daily grind. We talked about what a way to make a living. We talked about never work a day in a life. Let me say this. I do this podcast. I don't get paid for it. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a capitalist. I teach people how to grow their business. I've done this for five years and never made a dime. In fact, I've done this for five years and spent a small fortune doing it. It's a joy. It's a privilege. It's a joy because I get to use the gifts God's given me. I hope it's in a way that serves you and your loved ones and friends and family. And it never feels like work when I come into the studio to do this. I'm doing this as a transition in my own life because I'd like to do this long after I'm the viable guy to bring out on stage. And I never want to be the guy that's out there on a walker. I just did an event and it's probably the last time I'm ever going to speak in in that environment. And uh, people came away saying it was the best you ever did. I never saw you any better. So that's how I want to leave, you know, leave one side of the work and then go to the others. But the dynamic is ultimately getting a chance to do what you love. And when you do what you love and you do it for others, it makes all the difference. And I just thank you. I thank you for being our audience. I thank you for the privilege of the work I get to do. I thank you because of you, I get to interview some fantastic people. I thank you because uh, I get to do some preparation. And by the way, sometimes the preparation is hard and difficult. And sometimes like, hey, Brian, you know, we're doing two podcasts a week now. Here's what your schedule looks like. Doesn't mean that the roses don't have some thorns. But this is a joy of my life, and it's great for me to be able to come to you on a regular basis. So many of you have not only listened to this show regularly, you pass it on to your friends. We're thankful for that. You're the reason that I get to use my gifts, and so that's what makes my good life go in this environment. So thank you for that. We'll leave you with a little blessing today of someone who's worked her whole life, found great joy in it, and has passed it on. And I want you to hear the words that she says today, because maybe you need a blessing today. And the Irish are better at it than anybody. So my mom's going to leave you with a little Irish blessing today to send you on your way. Thanks for joining me. I hope this was beneficial. We'll see you next time. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 